When I'm trying to sort out my feelings, I always go to music. When I'm feeling blue, I go to the blues. When I'm feeling spiritual, I go to spirituals. When I'm having problems with my folks... You go to folk music. No, William, don't be so literal. I go to punk. Those little punks are always talking back to their parents. Here, let's see. Oh, here we go. Simple Plan. They have a song called Perfect. It's perfect. Oh, come on. How is some grungy punk gonna speak to my struggle? Look, this is between black men and their fathers. This is deep. This goes back to slavery. Forever, I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. And it's just too late. And we can't go back. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. It's like they're reading my mind. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Oh Hell Yes, a Girlfriend's Podcast. Uh, today's episode is called Judging Edward. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And uh, today's episode is written by Vincent Brown, original air date 10-17-2005. Etsy, what'd you think of this one? It was, it was good. They had some, like, great commentary on, like, relationships. Yeah, we got to see a little backstory about William and his relationship with his other parents. That was refreshing. I mean, even though his dad was a jack. Yeah, you know, one of them old school daddies. You got to work twice as hard because, you know, he reminded me of um, Olivia Pope daddy. For all my Scandal fans, if y'all watch Scandal, that's where he reminded me of. Not it. Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> I've never seen that show, but man, I was, there was times when I felt bad for William too, cause geez, his dad is tough. Yeah. He's just one of those, you know, you just gotta wait until he dies. Right. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you gotta do. Like he ain't never going to change. He said it. I want to say that, but you know, you gotta accept them for who they are, and that's just that on that, you know. Yeah. All right. Anything with the streets? Um. Shout out to our girl, so Tony. Y'all know her as the wedding lady. She has been going viral everywhere, and her wedding. So the wedding actually happened. I remember we talked about like the. Uh, engagement party not engagement party but like a pre-wedding party of some sorts where she yeah. gave the guests all these lavish gifts baby the wedding and that dress and the lace perfectly matching her brown skin and the wedding dress being made by another black woman in the uk oh my god listen who killing them in the uk Everybody want to say you can, hey, reluctantly. <laughs> okay, but yes, she ate that shit up. Shout out to our girl, Tony, creating the bar. Super fan, Tony. Super fan, Tony. Friend to the show, you know. Come through, come through, Tony. Yes. All right, let's get into this episode, Judging Edward. 
And you know what, Etsy? It's your turn to do the cold open. So mm-hmm. go ahead and give us that cold open. So Will, William wants Joan to come with him because his mother is having surgery and he don't want to be with his dad by himself because his dad is super annoying and he'd be doing the most and their relationship is just, it's strained, it's different. And Joan is like, well, I got to watch our restaurant that's like not doing well. Who's going to watch it and both of us are going to be gone? And William is just like, uh, I just want you here. Just going to be for the weekend. Please come. And Joan says no, period. I know that's right. Yeah, we, we get a little bit of William explaining his dad. Once when I was in fifth grade, I made a diorama of Australia. And yes, it was amazing, A+. Plus. <laughs> but it featured those rarest of mammals, the marsupial. You know the little pouch they have there? It's called the marsupium. That's Greek for little pouch. How did you not get beaten up every single day? Who says I didn't? Anyway, he wouldn't congratulate me. In fact, he insisted that I was wrong. That a marsupial's not a mammal? But it was. And he knows it was because he Googled it. Well, I don't think he Googled it because he didn't have Google back then. But he knows he's right. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you can just Google some shit like that. So dads like this don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> or they can't thrive. But that's what William's going through in this episode. So the next scene, we meet William's dad, Edward. He's uh, very old and very honorary, honorary, whatever that word is. He's angry. He's angry all the time for no reason. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, he makes a similar comment to what Monica said that one time they went to Italy. Where he was like, how are you able to make such a quick trip to Kansas City? How are you able to leave the firm like mm-hmm. that? Are your partners cool with that? Mm-hmm. And he's like, William's like, yeah, they're cool with it, whatever. He's like, yeah, at first. And he just drops a lot of mean comments. Don't leave your bags oh, clogged in the doorway, but that's a fire hazard. <laughs> sorry, Dad, sorry. I'm sorry. You keep saying sorry. Is that some kind of a new hip phrase that I'm unaware of? No, I'm sorry. Um. All I could think of is him talking about, oh, he's the only black person there, so you can't be taking trips like this. You got to work twice as hard. Yada, 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 yada. He was just very militant. You know, he reminds me of Darnell. Really? Yeah, except a a corporate version. Not as blue collar, you know? Yeah. Well, one thing I noticed about Edward is he likes to... He'll correct you, but there's nothing to correct. He just does it to, like, let's say you do a balancing act on, like, a tightrope. He'll be the person to, like, throw a tomato at you because you're doing well. And so you can fall off because you're just doing too good. I just need to, I just need to mm. do something to make you fall. A hater. Even though you're doing great. Yeah. He wants to make William less perfect. Well, William tries to be perfect to impress his dad, but... His dad's like, nah, we ain't gonna have that. Only I'm gonna be perfect. I'm gonna be the man in the family. So William tries to get out of the conversation by saying he's tired and he needs a nap. And Edward says, you know, that's one of the leading signs of cancer. Like, damn. Mm. He also says, by the way, I missed your article in the law review. And William's like, I, I didn't write an article. And he's like, exactly. Mm? How does this, how do you think this like informs who William is as a person? Like all this, all the stuff we've been seeing for six seasons. How do you think that has influenced him to be who he is today? 
Oh, yes. That's the reason why William strives for... I don't want to say that's the reason why he he strives for excellence, but it's one of the reasons why that William strives for that monetary cushion, right? Like having a lot of money and being in a field where he can make a lot of money and and climb up the ladder. And that's one of, probably one of the reasons why he was attracted so much to Monica and her personality. Monica's a lot like uh, his dad. Yes, very much so. That's kind of gross in a way. When you look at it from, like, a romantic view, yes. But when you look at it from, like, this is the relationship dynamic that I am used to, Mm -hmm. not really, right? Like, this is what I'm used to from some of the closest relationships that I have growing up. So that's what I'm going to be attracted to when I'm older. So, yeah, kind of, but... You know. Yeah, it's like they say you grow up to date your parents or to marry your parents. Yeah. That's crazy. Naste. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of like the misogyny that William possesses and shows toward the girls is another thing that he may have gotten from his dad. For sure. There was one there was one scene where he was talk I think he was talking about therapy or something. And then his dad goes, Well, I already have uh, a, daughter. a daughter and then he's like Dang, um, yeah okay what that guy do <laughs> yeah yeah and that's probably why uh, i don't want to i don't want to offend anybody but that's probably why he has all female friends because he's like well they're not going to talk to me like i can talk to them like this they're not going to talk to me like that you know mm. what i mean like i can i can be the bossy one in the friendship and everything and have something over them mm-hmm. as opposed to the situation with my dad where I'm like cowering in fear from him, you know, being that person toward me. So, yeah, I don't know. It's not always that he's a sensitive guy. He's so sweet. No, sometimes men just want people in their friend circle that they can kind of boss around a little bit because they can't do it any other place. Mm-hmm. They want to be the bully. They want to be Regina mm. George. You know, a lot of these niggas, they want to be the, 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 the HBIC. The Queen uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> So next we are with Maya, Lynn, and Joan at the movie theater. And they didn't invite Tony because she got a baby now. And it begins. Now I feel guilty that we didn't call her. Oh, girl, don't feel guilty. If we had called her, we would have had to wait for her to get a sitter, feed a baby, all that crazy stuff. Well, she got Concepcion, so I don't know why she why they said that. But that's just how it is when, when a f- girl in a friend's group got a baby mm. or even gets married. Mm-hmm. And they just... Especially, especially when the nigga ain't there. Oh, yeah, because that's, that's more on her. That she has mm-hmm. to do more responsibility. We don't even know. Did he go... We, even, we didn't see him go back to New York or if she explains that he's back in New York or nothing. Mm-mm. I think... We just assume it. We just assume it, yeah. I mean, I don't blame the girls. That's kind of just what it is. Like, you know when you keep asking someone to do something, but then after, like, the third ask, you're like... I'm not even gonna bother, girl. I know your ass ain't gonna come. Like we still cool. And that's though, the one but... time. That's the one time they were like, "I was free." Exactly. It's exactly. Like... That's what that is. Like, girl. And then <sighs> it's like you also have to think about the cost, right? Like, I know Tony got bread or whatever, but like, how much is she paying the babysitter? Maybe twenty dollars an hour or something like that. Ish, fifteen, maybe. Gosh, I mean that's kind of low, but go ahead. I mean, in 2005? No. 
Oh, okay. In 2005, I guess. Maybe 15, 20? No. I thought she was thinking because she, she's a, I mean, she's an immigrant. I mean, if, if it was that, I would have said 10. But um, <laughs> we already know how that go. You know, all your favorite corporations do it. Don't try to come for me. Um, anyway, maybe $15, $20, right-ish. Okay. So, like, the movie is probably two hours long. They're probably going to eat after. That's another two hours to go and to come back. Let's say half an hour, half an hour. So, you're looking at a good four to five hours. Easy. So, that's a good $100 out your pockets. Not including the actual activity that you're doing which is the movies and dinner, lunch, whatever. So, I mean, for her, unless she got bread, bread like that, unless she got William type of bread to buy $5,000 pens, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Dang. Yeah. So, Tony thinks they're all together because ain't nobody answering the phone. She calling around. She called Joan. Joan don't answer. She called Maya. Maya don't answer. So then Lynn's like, oh, I'm next. Any moment, I'm next. And she never calls. She doesn't call Lynn. So they finish the movie. Tony calls and asks if they want to go to a movie, which is, oh, God, that's the worst. Mm -hmm. When you just came from a movie and the person that you didn't want to be there calls you and says, hey, want to go to a movie? And if it's a movie you just saw, the Mm -hmm. same movie. Because you're thinking, like, can I pretend like I ain't see it? Shit. Like, you got to send the theater all surprised when the twist happened and shit. Like... Oh my God! I ain't never seen that coming. <laughs> so yeah, I've been on, I've been on one of the sides of that before. I've been on some sides, but the way Tony found out they were in a, at a movie without her was Lynn called her and told her, and uh, Joan feels really bad, and she wants to try to include Tony more in their future get-togethers. So then we're back at William's house, well, William's parents' house. He's installing safety bars in the tub because, you know, Mama is, uh, she's going through a surgery in her hip, mm-hmm. getting pins replaced. And his dad is pissed. And it's like, for what? He's doing something great. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's pointing out all the stuff that William should have remembered before he, fix it, before he fixes it. But William has everything under control, except for one thing. Everything's under control. So you did turn the water off, right? Huh? But my thing was like, why would he put on the water while he was in there anyway? Like, what do you mean? So he said the water, right? And then he turns it on. But in all of the things that William was doing, right? To put that pole in there or whatever. Yeah. Why would the water need to be turned off anyway? In the first place. Oh, because he's not dealing with pipes or anything, is what you're saying. So why would he yeah. need to turn the water off? Yeah. He's just putting stuff he's into the side of the tub. The side of the tub, putting a, a little pole, little handle or whatever the fuck. Why would the water mm. need to be turned off? He was just trying to be an asshole. Like yeah. what you said. Just trying to find something. Just Yeah. Dang. You know what I thought when I saw his dad turn the water on and William got all wet? What? When he told Joan that she can't find wet in the shower. <laughs> I was like, that's a, that's your repercussions right there. Well, that's... Mm. That's an honor of Joan. You know, I always thought that, like, seeing William be bullied by somebody would be, like, cathartic. Like, yes, he deserves it. Yes, finally. And now I'm like, damn. I think William needs a hug. Like, I felt really bad. 
I think it's because you feel in that way because it's by his own dad. You know, I would like to see William be bullied by one of his peers, one of the other guys, since he thinks he's such a big guy. He thinks he's fucking Regina George. Mm, Wow. I think you just blew my mind with that. You know, that's what I would like. Because, like, the dad is like, uh, I mean, that's his dad anyway. So, yeah, Mm-mm. it's not but given it's the peer, way I it wanted would, to. It'd be better. OK. Yeah. yeah. I think it. Yeah. It just hurts because it's your dad. It's like, fuck. So William actually gets up and kind of stands up for himself and tells his dad he shouldn't have turned the water on. And his dad's like, what you say, boy? You know what? Maybe I shouldn't suppress myself. You know, I've been in therapy for a while. Therapy? Did I ever tell you that my father was a sharecropper? You mentioned it. Did I mention that we hardly had enough to eat? But he couldn't afford to waste time worrying about his feelings. Dad, we have plenty to eat now. Now, that's a black parent thing. He did the black parent thing. Mm-hmm. Black parents just don't care about well, stuff like that. Back in my day, we had to worry about putting food in our, on, on our plates and keeping a roof on our heads and all of that other, like, low-key slave shit. And it's like, um... We have food now. So Right. He says that. It's like, yeah, this ain't this ain't the slave times. This ain't none of that. We good now. Now we can worry about other shit like our mental health. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but ain't that a, when he said, Dad, we got plenty to eat now, I was like, that is a word from a generation. That is like mm-hmm. that's a good saying. Mm-hmm. Um and, and William says therapy's not a waste of time, it's a good way to develop intimacy. And that's when Edward says I already have a daughter, William. Mm. He's like, you already have a son too, dad. (laughs) And then he brings up the whole diorama story again that we told at the beginning about the marsupials. He's like, he tells that story and he says, also all cactuses are succulents, but not all succulents are cactuses. And then Edward says, cacti. And William's like, well, both of them are acceptable because I looked them up. So he even has like fail safes for like, just in case my dad says this, I looked it up. I can use both terms. That type of thing where you have to like double back on your research and make sure you're right about every single word because you're afraid that he's going to point out at any little thing. That's tough. Mm-hmm. That is tough. Mm. So, so next we're at, uh, looks like William's childhood bedroom. And he's calling Joan, telling her what's going on with his dad. And she's like, you know, William, you need to patch things up with him because Basically, she don't say these words, but she's like, your mom could die in surgery. And then you're just left with your dad. I was Mm. like, fuck. I didn't even think of that. She's just getting a few pens replaced. She's not doing anything crazy, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, Joan says, uh, our parents are old. They're beyond change. We have to accept our parents for who they are. And William says he just wants his dad to know how he feels. But he, he doesn't want to talk to him. And Joan suggests something. What does she suggest? Joan suggests, I'm sorry, I'm not that perfect. That's not even the lyrics. Oh. Oh my God. It's I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. Oh. Now it's just too late. And we I can't go back. I'm sorry. I used to, I I used to sing this. Oh my God, I can't believe so in high school, that's how old I am, guys. In high school, there's this, I used to have a friend that would make me sing this in her car, sing the high harmonies. She put this on. She's like, I like when you sing those high harmonies. 
um, in the chorus. <laughs> but anyway, you know the song, right? Yeah. This was the, the golden age of the white boys with eyeliner. I figured this might have been too early for you. Well, but, okay. I was really young, but I do remember it. Um, yeah. Good times. Uh, good times. Um, I was so happy that Netflix kept the song and that it wasn't... Because you wouldn't be able to do this storyline if you changed it. Like how they did H to the Izzo. Yeah, just 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 cut them 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 labels they check Netflix. I don't know what you cuz the song comes up twice in the episode. They're mm-hmm. both singing it. Yeah, he sings it, William sings it. So Joe it's there a lot. sings it. So it's like you can't dance around this one. Just cut the check. <laughs> yeah, just just cut the check. But yeah, I think I wish I could find information on if it's really about the lead singer's dad or what that was about. But I mean, I guess the lead singer's name is Pierre. If you guys know, simple plan. I guess he had some issues with his dad and who knows. Mm-hmm. But this was a good pull by Joan. I loved it. I don't know how she know about this song, but good on her. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised that we're at this point in the series because I remember this so vividly as toward the end. And it's like, oh. It's another mm. signal that we don't have very much longer. Now it's just too late. Hey. But yeah, it's like, damn, this shit's almost over. Anyway, William says it sounds like they're they're talking to him, like the lyrics are speaking to him. And so we move on to the next scene. And we were at the movies. And this time they brought Tony along. It's very interesting if you've seen like how this scene is set up. So we see the four girls sitting. And then right in front of them, the front row, everyone's crouched down in their seat really low. Did you notice that? No, but now I want to go back and watch. Yeah, like they're sitting like kind of like that and looking up at the screen. I think they told them they not told to them. like cover the mm-hmm. girls, like to sit down <laughs> low so we could see the girls. It's really interesting. But Tony's there. She's excited to have gone to be asked to go to the movie. She, she ain't hung out with the girls in a while. Mm. She said she was getting jungle fever at the apartment. Tony, it's called Cabin Fever. No, Jungle Fever's got me hooked up with Todd and knocked me up with Morgan, which led to Cabin Fever. Hmm. <laughs> I'm lying. Okay. So, this is why we can't take Tony nowhere. Well, we're not at least to the movies. She acting real country, child. She out here hooting and hollering in the middle of the movies while people try to watch and enjoy the show. She talking about the baby. She talking about the baby. Who oh, cares? God, girl, would you? Is that watch? how it works? What do you mean? You had have you had friends with babies and they like all of a sudden everything is about a baby. You can't have a regular conversation because everything leads back to the baby. Damn, I have friends now who are moms, but their kids are a little older, so they're kind of off mm. that baby, 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 baby. Right, right. So I can't tell. You know, mm. I'm sure though. Like, of course. Because in this scene, she looks at the screen, and I guess there's a baby on the screen. She's like, nah, that baby ain't as cute as Morgan. And um, all this shit. And she says something about Morgan poop don't stink. I'm like, girl, you lying. Lies. You lying, lying. That's just because that's your baby. You think it don't stink, but invite somebody over. They'll tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's cap. And Lynn's like, yo, can we talk about this uh, after the movie when we're out to dinner? And Tony's like, I can't go to dinner. I got to get back home and relieve uh, Concepcion. She's watching the baby. And then she mentioned, did you catch this when when Tony mentioned that she stayed home all day watching I Love the 80s? Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I used to love that show. Did you VH1. watch that? one I did. I watched all of the 90s. I remember they had... Yeah, I watched the 90s um, too, but the 80s was... I love the 80s. I don't know I love something the, about the 80s. It gave. It was just like, It ooh, really did. Ah, Toys, music, movies, events. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I was sitting in front of... It was like it was like 11 episodes, right? Every Every year. So, in the 90s. The 90s was all right. I was kind of there for most of it, so I ain't, you couldn't tell me nothing I ain't already know. But <laughs> good stuff. So, yeah, people are shushing her, and I'm thinking, you can't invite her to the movies ever again. Well, until the baby get older, because all she's going to do is talk through the movie. So you, you got to start inviting her to, like, lunch or dinner, you know, things you can actually talk through. Mm-hmm. So she wanna, if she want to do all that, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you're going to have to do that, because... Yeah, it'll probably be better for her anyway if it's only a few hours as opposed to, like, a double activity. Like, you got to just invite her on. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah. You can't you can't do the... Expect her to be at the first one and the second one. Mm-hmm. But I'm real quick to be like, don't invite her. I've done that in the past. Not with just moms, but, like, if somebody's vibes ain't right, I'll tell whoever... Yeah, listen, don't invite her next time. Don't invite mm-hmm. him next time. Mm-hmm. Don't invite me next time, then, if you, finna, you really need them there. No, for real. Like, I don't play. Like, people, people are weird. Yeah. So we're back with Judge Edward. Oh, yeah. William's dad's a judge, if that matters. Like, whatever. I mean, he judges William, too, but he's also a judge, like, in a court. Mm-hmm. So we go back there. Um, we're in Edward's office. William comes in. He's like, hey, Dad, you got a minute? And he's like, must I endure another hissy fit? <laughs> and William apologizes for his outburst earlier. I'm like, for what? Mm-mm-mm-mm. He threw water on you. Mm. I don't like that shit, bro. Like that. Oh, he well, done. He done switched it around to make him think he was the aggressor. I think. Mm-hmm. Not cool. I hate the way he talks to his dad in legalese. Like, like they're on trial. He's on trial. <laughs> it's weird. But although my actions were out of order. My intentions were good, and uh, therefore, my own defense, I'd like to submit an amicus brief. Earlier, he was saying that, like, he was speaking his mind about being all wet and stuff. His dad's like, you got something to say? He's like, nah, no, I'm... And then he's like, no, say what you're gonna say. And he's like, all right, I will not suppress. Wait, just talk to your dad normal, bitch. Like, come on. <clears throat> That's that courtroom shit, being dragged yeah. over to the house. If you have to do all that, like, he... He does this in a scene where he, he does all that stuff. He talks like he's on trial, like he's a defendant. He pulls out, like, flashcards. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if you got to do all that to talk to your father, just don't talk to him. Mm-hmm. Or anybody, not just your father. Because, like, life is too short to be making presentations on how to talk to somebody. Like, Period. Who the fuck wants to do that? But this is actually a really, really great performance from Reggie Hayes. We don't see him be, like this vulnerable mm-hmm. i mean we saw it kind of with with joan and that situation but to see the way he reacts to his dad just pushing him away is just like damn he really is really good at it i wish we could talk to him about that shit mm-hmm. he asks his dad if he can give an amicus brief but i do know that am ami like amicus or amistad or whatever it's latin for friendship and he's like, I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. And I'm like, damn, you being mad literal, bro. Like, who yeah. wants to hang out with you? Who the fuck wants to hang out with you? Yeah. 
he would definitely kill the vibes. Like, like every you got to talk perfect around this dude, or he mm-hmm. will pick apart your grammar, your usage of the word. Not pleasant every to be other, around. All that stuff. So Wim gets the flashcards, and he's being really wordy. And Edward's like, "You're you're rambling. What? Get to the point." So he throws down the cards and starts singing "Simple Plan," and it's terrible. He don't mm-hmm. he don't got the right melody. I tried so hard to make it. It might try, I mean, personally and professionally, but you get the idea. But I just want to make you proud. He's singing the right words, but it's, it's not the right melody. It sounds like Reggie might have, like, learned the song shortly before the scene. Oh, and he for knew sure. the words, but couldn't, like, he didn't have enough practice time to learn it. Because if you hear perfect and you know it, you can't unhear it. Like, you know that song. Exactly. It's so catchy. You know, the niggas so catchy. in the 2000s, they knew how to make music. I don't know what they was putting in their crack or what, but it, 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 it don't, they don't do that no more. They don't make music like that no more. They really don't. Hey, dad, look at me. <laughs> it's like, and then you talk shit about your parents and you got a hit song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like perfect. You know what that reminded me of? Do you remember that <laughs> Ashley Simpson song? She has a bunch of songs. La La, Pieces of Me. No, it wasn't that one. It was, it was about her parents? Something like that. Shit, how does it go? Damn it, hold on, let me look it up. I was six years old when my daddy went away. I was stuck inside another life I couldn't wish away. She was beautiful. I don't even know how the fuck I know these words. <laughs> I don't know how you know it either, but it sounds familiar. My escape was hiding out and heading for the door. Somebody listen, please. It used to be so hard being me. Living in a shadow of someone else's dream. Shadow. It's called Shadow. That was it. It's called Shadow. I thought that song was about Jessica. She's living in Jessica's shadow. Oh, I thought she was putting her parents on blast for um, liking Jessica more than her. Oh, Something like shit. that, or both together. A combination of both. That was my shit. She was, listen, when, it, when she dropped this shit before the SNL incident happened, she was on her way. On her listen, fucking Avril way. Listen, Avril was shook, okay? All them little white bitches that was doing <laughs> that, <laughs> that pop, it was Avril rock. Shook. Was Avril really shook? Avril's like, fuck that shit. I'm Avril Levine. She was on her way. I she was like, girl, too. you might be better than your sister. You might be yeah, better than your sister. They... And then SNL came she along. She started doing some type of Humpty Dumpty dance. I don't know what the fuck. When she got caught lipping, it was like, that was such an overreaction. But the problem is, is it wasn't even that. It was so overreaction because everybody yeah. uses backing tracks. It wasn't even that. It was just a little backing yeah. track for the chorus. Yeah, it wasn't was just it? such an overreaction. I was just like, y'all really doing the most. She should have just kept singing. Uh huh. She should have just kept singing. Just sing over that shit instead of instead doing of the, that whole like weird jig, Irish jig. <laughs> Damn. Oh my God! Well, she went in now because oh, you know what's crazy? She's related to uh, yeah. Old girl she now. um she married to a boy. Yeah, that's Ever the lost. most random shit I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's so random. And it got married fast, too. She divorced um old boy from Fallout Boy. Oh, yes. my God. Another connection. Another punk, another rock, punk connection. rock connection. And then she got with him, and they got married mad Divorced fake. And now they him. got kids and shit. It was so like, fast. Yeah. Yes. I don't... I guess when you know, you know. But I'm like, I don't care if I'm dating... If y'all know this joke, if I'm dating Jesus Christ, brother, rookie Christ, <laughs> we're going to take time and figure this out. I'm not date, I'm not marrying you in one week, two months. It might even be a year. A year seemed kind of short, too. Yeah, low-key, high-key. Yeah. But you got to make sure, sure. But they, were, they got married. They still together. Yes, they are. So they, they, knew, they knew they loved each other and they knew it was going to work. Not everybody do. Bro. But... That Ross family uh, bloodline is all over the place, chill. Oh you. man, it's like it's like different shades of the rainbow, right? <laughs> it's like it's like it's like a bunch of people on a globe holding hands, like we are the world. Heal the world, <laughs> make it a better place. <laughs> it's like what a blanket. Let me stop. Oh, um, oh God. <laughs> So the girls uh, head over to Skia. By the way, William's dad hates the song. He doesn't want to hear it. He's over it. So he's not into early 2000s punk rock. Forget him. He doesn't know anything. So the girls are at Skia talking about going to another movie without Tony. And Lynn doesn't feel right about it. By the way, I don't know if you've seen in this scene, if you watched in this scene, they're like pushing their food around the, the plate, but they're not eating it's so obvious here. I know they do that a lot, especially in TV shows, because they can't do the continuity. But there's a part where Maya takes food off of Joan's plate like she's going to eat it. And then she just sits it on her fork and then puts it on her plate and covers it with leaves, with the, with the salad leaves. <laughs> it's like the most dumb shit ever. Like, y'all are just trying to figure out shit to do with the forks. And oh, I found that really God. funny because you can't eat the food. Yeah. Because then you're chewing. You're doing your lines while you're chewing. Mm-hmm. And they got to fix it every back every time. It's just like, I love watching food scenes because I'm like, I dare somebody to eat it. <laughs> just one time. And you can tell no one wants to eat anything. It's just put it on the fork, put the fork down. Push it around, put the fork up. Never any eating. So Lynn comes up with this idea. She wants to include Tony, but she wants to take food over to her house so they can have a girls' night in. I'm like, that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's fucking cute. That is mad cute. So they go and do that. And Tony goes off on them. Which one of your brain dead bitches rang my doorbell? <laughs> I've got a sleeping baby in here. Tony, we brought food and friendship and fun. Did you also bring some of that dope you must be smoking? <laughs> She got silk and high-end linen and all types of stuff that don't need to be dirtied up with the food that they bring in her house. And she like, what I wanted y'all to do is to ask me if I wanted to come so that I could have the choice. And then I say no, and then you hoes can go. I don't want you to start bringing all this food and shit into my crib. Which, by the way, I love Tony's hair. Oh my God. In this scene. Her hair has never lo- hasn't looked this good in a long time. It looks so, I don't know. It, it's such a random scene to have a really good yeah, hairstyle. Yeah, because it's like, like you have a baby. Like the when did you have time to do that? Exactly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so hair looks great. Makeup. Even the outfit was given when they when they zoomed out. Uh yeah. 
Oh, look. Now, where you going? Like, Hair bouncing? Yeah, this shit look like a Pantene commercial. Like, what is going on? <laughs> so, yeah, she's pretty much saying, no, y'all can't come in. I just want y'all to let me know when y'all have a plan so that I can say no. Yeah, and they, they knock on the... They ran the doorbell. She get mad at them because she got a sleeping baby in the house. She's like, bitch, do y'all understand? I got a child in here. And so um, I like when Joan's like, but we brought food, friendship, and fun. And she's like, did you also bring some of that dope you were smoking? She added like Veretta in this scene. Mm-hmm. It was the spirit of Veretta going through her. It was country. I like that. Definitely. And so she closes the door and then they walk to the elevator. Maya talking about something. So when we, when we go into this movie, that's like the third movie in like, how many movies they gonna go to? Like a week. Yeah, what was out during that time? I mean, what the hell? I thought maybe it was summer, like summer blockbusters, but it ain't summer. It's October. Mm. Maybe some Christmas movies slowly ramping up. Halloween? Maybe some Halloween, Scream, Scary Movie. Something like that. Scary Movie 3. Because you hoes are going to movies all the time. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, this episode, they go three times to the movies. That's a lot. I'm like, that is a lot, lot. You know it's not a long time in the episode because William is still with his dad at his mm-hmm. dad's house. So that's how you know you can kind of mark time as being like no more than a few days. Mm-hmm. Maybe five days or something like that. So I don't know. So Tony hears them and comes back down to the hallway and says, I know you you ain't trying to go to the movies without me. And I'm thinking, bitch, yeah, we are. Because all you're going to do is talk through the whole movie. I'm never going to the movies with you again. I would say that. Or I would lie and say, no, we ain't going to the movies. We're going home. Mm-hmm. I lie a lot. Well, yeah, because she be... You don't want to be going to movies with nobody like that. Who going to be yeah. talking and shit? I, will, I don't give a fuck how nice you are, how much you apologize. You mess up my movie experience by talking through it. That's it. It only need to happen one time. <laughs> one time. <sighs> so we're back at William's mom and dad's house. Um, he's still fixing the shower. And Edward comes in to try to inspect William's work. Because he wants to make William know that he's not perfect. He keeps trying to find ways to like discredit him. Did you understand what he meant about the screws? They're not supposed to be horizontal. They're supposed to be vertical. Um, It's really ridiculous. No, but the times that I have fixed a few things in my life regarding screws... um, I have screwed them in wrong. So I'm, I thought that that's what he was implying. What I thought he meant was, so when you screw them in, like the, the lines on them can either go up or down or mm-hmm. like this or like that. So depending on how far you screw them in, how they sit, you know what I mean? But does that even matter though? No. It doesn't matter. That's the point. The point is he's being so anal about this one little detail and William's like, okay, I'll change it. Bitch, no. Mm-hmm. Stop caving in. <sighs> I hated that. Mm-mm. But yeah, that's what I thought that he meant. I'm pretty sure that's what he meant, but yeah. And he also says, I'm not going back to therapy. Didn't he say that? I ain't going back to therapy. I don't need therapy. Mm-hmm. So now he ain't going to be in therapy because his daddy done bullied him and not going into to therapy not anymore. Going. And he the reason why you need this shit. Like... say it loud say it proud say it loud Mm -mm -mm. so um he said he don't want to go to therapy because that's just going to be somebody telling him what he already know and what he knows is that he has to let his dad be his dad 
because he's not going to change and he is who he is. So he's like, those screws need to be vertical. So hand me the screwdriver. Like there's no lesson learned here. We're just going to just let this man life short. You can't just let people treat you how they treat you. Even if they're not going to change, they should at least understand your position. And I think that he's only there. He knows that he's not going to be there for a long time. He's going to go back to his life. So he's just like, child, just give me the screw, whatever. You ain't going to hear from me anyway, bitch. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he says, hand me the screwdriver. I'll fix it. And then his dad goes, you mean the flathead screwdriver? Yeah, bitch. What the fuck other other screwdriver am I talking about? Like, like stuff like that. You got to be like, actually, you mean the Yeah, you knew what I meant. Like, stop that. But William's just like. Sure, Dad. And that's it. He just fucking caves in like a little bitch. <laughs> oh. Mm. So the final, final scene is this montage. You want to talk about the montage? Because I don't care enough. So we see a mini William, a young William from... Baby William. However old. He, like, he probably about like <laughs> six, seven, whatever. He puts his project in the closet and then... Well, we no, first he puts it somewhere else. Where did he put it? He takes it to his dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the daddy wasn't impressed, right? Wasn't impressed. But we don't see his face. We just see William reacting to the dad not being impressed. Right. He's smiling at first. He puts it on the desk. He's smiling. And then he sees the dad's reaction. He's like... Right. He takes it. And then he goes and puts it. And he put it in the closet. And then we see older William mm-hmm. take that same project outside of the closet. And, he and he's admiring it. Yeah, he's like, oh, it wasn't so bad. He was a hater. I didn't know that he when I was that He got an A on it. But now I do. So, yeah. Good job, little William. Yeah, I guess that's something to be happy about. At least he can look back at that old project and be like, you know what? I do know this was good. Mm-hmm. But that's such a small thing. I just wish he would have stood up to his dad. Fuck those vertical screws. Fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our episode. That is the end. And next is the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So, Etsy, what's your oh hell yes moment? My oh hell yes was Joan bringing up a early 2000s pop rock classic. Come on. That was too easy. She just brought up Mad Memories. Simple Plan. Stop playing. Between Simple Plan and When Only Da 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 I Walk Alone. Oh, that's Green Day. Yeah. Yeah. Between, uh, listen, that era, them white boys with eyeliner, that era. uh, Where are they at? Are there any bands like that now? I think Fallout Boy is still around. Oh yeah, they do got a new song. I, I did I did save it on Spotify. Have you heard the new song? No. Yeah, I kinda like it. I can't hate it. It's kinda I given. Can't fucking hate. It's given. They played it during uh, the NBA um finals or the NBA playoffs. What a time to be alive is what it's called. Ooh, I like the title. Uh I'll send it to you after we get it done. That's a good oh hell yes. Very good. My oh hell yes is the scene where Tony pops out the door and scolds the girls with the spirit of Veretta Childs coursing through her body. Mm-hmm. And she was looking good. Oh, good with a T. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> so, yeah. I just and she doesn't really talk like that. Like, I don't even know where that accent came from. That's the real that was. 
That's the real hook. You wake up her baby, it's gonna be on. If you guys wanna hear more of our singing, head over to our Twitter, at Hell Yes Girl, or our TikTok, at Hell Yes Girl. Uh, still trying to get to those videos and those edits. Pray for me. I'm trying. I'm trying. I've been super busy, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> but head over to Apple Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Um, leave us a message. We'll read it on the air and uh, along with your five-star review. Next week, the episode is called Everything Old is New Again. Dang, it has like less, it has seven. It has like less rating, like the rating's lower. Mm. Might be a bad one. Are we gonna work? Where are we gonna get to the the good ones? I hate talking about bad episodes. But what's really cool is the season ends very strong. Yeah, we get a lot of whew. I'm excited for that, especially that finale. The <laughs> season six finale is something something special. Mm. But um until next week, I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And we'll see you then guys. Bye. Bye.